Hello and welcome to Maya Gaia Hosting Sessions. I'm Maya, your host. And in this podcast, I'm going to interview people who inspire me. I love conversations. It's a form of art for me. And I hope we make you feel something that maybe wasn't present before. So today I have a very special guest to me, Melvin Pichardo, who is my husband. Melvin is an actor and a writer, and I'm super excited to share with you our very first podcast conversation together. Enjoy. Hello, Melvin. Hi, Maya. How are you? I'm doing good today. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. Melvin, when it comes to my inner journey, I feel like you've been one of my greatest teachers um, since we met when you were 19 and I was 23. I feel like you've been guiding me through my inner journey and being walking the journey with me throughout this whole time. We are now, what, seven years in? I think even eight. I'm 31. Um, where did you get this wisdom from? It seems like it's something that kind of born with. What do you feel? Probably a mixture of both. A mixture of both being having it within me and being a very introspective and analytical in both positive and negative ways but then also as a kid I guess I was also confronted with circumstances that led me with no choice but to go within because I was um, coming from a home with an alcoholic parent, there's so much that you can control that the only thing you can control is what's inside and how you handle that. So I think that created a very deep understanding that things are within. Who was the alcoholic parent? My father. And my father, like, he was just a constant drinker growing up so I remember how much I wanted to change that in the outside and also a part of my father also dealing with I guess struggling at school and making friends and learning how to um, connect with people and like really just struggling through that my whole life I, I really had no choice but to go within and find strength since I was very young <laughs> so you feel it was also your upbringing and kind of you were forced into adulthood from a very young age yeah i wouldn't call it adulthood because adulthood is a whole nother ball game <laughs> but i would definitely call it a sense of tapping i think those events ironically helped me tap into that wisdom that I probably had naturally 
mm-hmm. but it's like the if it wasn't for those events i don't i wouldn't have gotten to know that wisdom like as messed up as that sounds that i had to go through or still go through sometimes like very challenging events or circumstances that are out of my control and people uh it reminds me and helps me tap in back in there right now that i think also about our journey and what we went through together and as i see you grow along our journey i can see that you probably wouldn't have grown as much if we were always in our comfort if we didn't um face those like challenges and roadblocks on our way i see how the roadblocks and the challenges actually made you the man that you are today so now i understand more about your childhood and how that impact you in a way for the better yeah thinking about it now in this moment it seems like it's been a series of different decades of where i just go through experiences that i've honestly at this point in my life have learned to not take them too serious when they happen but take it as an opportunity to tap into that inner self and yes i if we didn't go through a lot of what we went through i i think all of that was yeah an opportunity to return to that i call it a whisper it's kind of like that when you have finally have expressed every single anger and done the whole rodeo all around and try to fix the external and yell at the top of your lungs and then there is comes this moment of you are still with yourself or maybe you're like i don't know washing dishes or doing the most mundane thing and you just kind of hear this little voice of like wisdom and of like you know this is actually for your good this is for your growth mm. i love that thank you for sharing and i'll i'll just tell a little story about how we met cuz i think that probably people are curious to hear it because i said that we met when you were 19 and i was 23 So me and Melvin went to theater school together in Manhattan on was on 27th Street and Broadway and it was the Stella Adler Studio of Acting and Melvin is was raised in Manhattan um you're originally from the Dominican Republic and I'm originally from Israel and I came to study acting in New York City it was my dream and I came there at 22 um right after my military service back in Israel and there I met Melvin uh in the con- evening conservatory there and this is how we met I think after one semester where I saw him once with a skateboard in school before I didn't notice him but once I saw him with a skateboard I was like oh my god I have a skateboard too do you want to go skateboard together and Melvin was I was very excited cuz I thought she was asking me out for a date. 
and I saw it as completely like friends because uh, I don't know I guess I didn't find him that attractive back then and we went for a skateboard um, yeah we went to skateboard in Central Park and I was asking him hey uh, how old are you and he was like I'm 19 and I'm like oh you're my little brother's age how cute <laughs> and he was like oh fuck <laughs> yeah I mean the whole time still I was still having hope that this would all work out uh, I guess uh, it did meanwhile it did <laughs> it did in the end <laughs> sweet I want to speak about a time in our journey I think it was about two years after acting school or something like that we were in the city we actually let go of our first apartment together. We were there for like almost two years. And then we decided to let go because we felt like we need a new beginning and we wanted to travel and do other things. And when we came back to the city, um, we were subletting. And I remember we, we when we subletted uh, in NYC, for the first time we got to know many areas and neighborhood in the city that we, we didn't know before. So it was kind of a, an advantage. Uh, for subletting so uh, this time that I want to refer to we were in South Slope ne next by the park Park Slope we love it a lot um, and you Melvin back in the days you started to work with a mentor right. I actually worked with a mentor that Marita when she mentioned me um, oh I have somebody for your husband because I was I think I was mentioning to her that my husband is looking for a mentor too and she connected you both together and when you worked with Josh honestly I feel something about his energy like gave a new life and a new hope for the home in certain ways and I think strengthened you as as a man a lot um, which before I felt like you were more youthful um and during the time with josh you developed this like energy that i would call uh new management and you 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 can um speak to us and actually sh uh, introduce us to it more um but i want to hear about that story like where that did it come from new management really began from I was at work and I was with a group of people and I actually always struggled with people in communicating and getting along with a lot of people. I guess I'm a one-on-one -on -one kind of person and, you know, I just started to get some sort of confidence and I remember working with my mentor and he said like oh you know if how about this week's assignment we're gonna try something and you start doing things that bring you closer to feeling weird in your stomach about yourself and I was like oh you know I always try to run away from being weird because all my life I thought I was weird so I'm like, what do you mean get closer to being weird? 
And so I had to be there and I was not happy that I was there because it was at the time where I felt like all my dreams just crashed. Um, whatever I thought about being an actor and whatever I thought was going to happen at that period of time, it just didn't happen. And then I just started going to work one day and I started saying new management, everybody. And then it's sort of like I saw people laughing. And then I remember my mentor letting me know how laughter is a very healing energy. And it's a very like uh, energy that it's it, it's like uh, it, it opens things, you know, like it lets you get out of your head and into your body. So I would start coming to work. And so tell us where did you work and what did you do? So basically, I was just handing out flyers at Staten Island Ferry. And it was just basically talking about this outlet mall that just recently opened. And I was like, okay, so I w my day, I knew my day was going to be very mundane and very boring. My anxiety was up in the roof. So I was like, let's have fun. And then I was like, I do baddest for everybody that would come inside in the morning. And I started... I kept going with it, like, new management, new management. And then, like, everybody, st people that didn't even like me started all of a sudden wanting to be my friend and inviting me to go to their parties on the weekends and to their events and how we should do double dates and how we should do all these things. So I just kept going, like, new management, everybody. And then I would come to work like police officers in the stations would start buying us coffee like all of a sudden people would like be laughing and saying you're the best i would hand out like 20 flyers at like one time and it was like really really funny so you were standing there at Staten island ferry with the group of other uh i guess uh young artists and you there was a lot of crowd Staten island ferry is very crowded in the mornings and there was police officers there and people start, you were starting basically to create your own comedy show of new management and people started noticing you. And the police officer uh, one day was like, oh, do you want coffee? I'll go grab you coffee because you made them laugh. You made their day right. uh, a lot more colorful and joyful than the regular mundane everybody going to work and stayed at island ferry on their way to work and you made people laugh and and see something else in their um maybe regular mundane boring life right and prior to this i was doing corporate which was very mundane and the last thing you want to be in corporate is be weird but then here i was in a more not independent, but yes, independent to the sense of not having management around me. So I was the management and I realized, well, let, what I realized was that during that time I was embracing being weird and something about embracing being weird, like really like surprises people. It really like it really moves people. I remember I would work we'd had to work in pairs. And I remember like people who I'd work with after I was done with the shift, they'd be like, this was the best shift ever. Mm -hmm. Like this was like, you, like I love when you're like management 
And I'm like, so you were just a regular, you know, one of the dudes. And then when you started to do new management, you started to use your sense of humor. You were advanced to management, right? Up leveled. Yeah. So I was just like, uh, at first they never put me, there was someone who was on manager for the day and I was never chosen. And then the day that I, you know, brought in new management, all of a sudden I was like asked to be the manager for many shifts. I was getting, uh, like feedback from the, uh, outlet of, from the manage management right, there. They called you to their office and you were putting up a comedy show for the man for the real management manager. Yes. And what, what happened? Uh, they were laughing and they were enjoying it and they went back and told my managers back at my corporation and said we love this guy and he's amazing <laughs> wow that's really awesome okay now freestyle new management uh, comedy show for like 60 seconds whatever you want to say today uh, everybody everybody have a good day did you have your breakfast today did you have your breakfast today because uh you know, make sure today you have a beautiful day. Make sure you enjoy the day. Make sure you smile today. Make sure uppity, 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 you know, uppity spirit. You know what I'm saying, everybody? You know what I'm saying? Make sure you have your breakfast, you know, have a good shift. This is about fun, everybody. This is about fun. Uh, so, uh, everybody, uh, we're going to have a really great day. Make sure to call your mom, your dad, your family. Make sure to send blessings all around because if you don't send blessings all around, then I, I feel bad for you. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, do better to everybody. Uh, have a great day. Awesome. It was fun to watch you. I know you're a little shy now uh, in front of the mic at 8.30 in the morning that your your wife drugged you to do a podcast with her but yeah that's the new management character actually i brought it up because it really helps me whenever melvin start to bring this like character to the home or he sees me moody or sad or uninspired whenever whenever he brings that to our home it kind of makes me laugh and get out of my head and yeah I love that. So thank you. You're welcome. And yeah, it's about embracing that weirdness. And surprisingly enough, when you embrace that weirdness about you, it somehow opens everything. I love that. Okay, Melvin, let me talk a little bit more about your your stage your stage life so i've been with you at school since the not very beginning because you started actually study acting way before but i've been there i think during the years with you and i've seen something that i guess i never seen before and when you're on stage i feel like the whole room kind of like shut off not always but there is, when you are like in your essence, when you're really there on stage, everybody just like drops. Everybody just sinks and, and stare at you. And you're so special. I saw 
so many students were jealous, myself included, and I, even even teachers gave me compliments. Nobody, nobody else got. Like you are it. How? Let me take you back then. Like how? How did it feel? How did it feel to suddenly understand that you have something special? Well, that's very kind. You know, it wasn't always per se like that. But I think for myself, what I realized there was coming from a background of going to school for math, science and engineering, which is what my high school was for. Uh, and going there, it felt very belonging, I guess, would be the word. It was belonging to something where I'd never felt really belonged anywhere else. Yes. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> um, where does it find you now? Do you still feel belong at stage? I know you took a long break. I'm curious again to see where it finds me at stage again because now I'm a lot older than when I was trying to be on stage and pursue it and. I think I've witnessed so much more of life that I like to think that being an actor is synonymous to growing up as a human being. And I always notice some of the people that I admire have always taken long breaks between projects and have lived life. And, you know, after I left acting, uh, five years ago, which is when I did the solo show, I went on and I lived life with, you know, being married, finding my stability in the world, which was not given to me on a silver platter. And I had to really find my footsteps and I had to find home too. Yeah. So tell us just a little bit, I'll tell actually a little bit about the one man show. So one man show was a show that melvin wrote all by himself and he was actually just dropped from corporate and he was unemployed for like about a month and it was really a breakdown for him and this is when um is it okay that i'm sharing this <laughs> um yeah this is when he um dropped into writing the script of his life basically he was playing seven characters and I was the director and I directed him and we had one show performed in uh, on 26th Street uh, in Manhattan and about 65 people came right to see your show yes I was responsible on lighting and sound learned it in like 30 minutes and Melvin was on stage there and we got the amazing help and people who helped us make it happen. So now I feel like it's going to be really interesting to actually see the two combine your natural essence on stage, the thing 
this like star quality of yours that I've seen from very in your early 20s and even teens and and your sense of embodiment and wisdom in your bones right now as a 27 year old man and everything we've gone through together and your journey as an individual I think that would be really interesting thing to see that both qualities combined together right I agree and you know what something came up while you were saying that and that's I mentioned about new management about embracing being weird one of the things that happened to you while I was at school and on stage was also embracing being weird but in a vulnerable stage without it wasn't I mean it always depended on the character but it was embracing being weird which maybe maybe could be the name of this uh, episode which is when I embrace being weird there was some sort of vulnerability or magnetism that attracted people and when I would regularly walk and try to be cool and fit in and try to keep it normal like everybody was looking at me like uh, actually no one was looking at me I was only looking back at myself in my head but when I embrace being weird which is by weird I mean like maybe like funny outspoken or vulnerable which is like to some people weird you know or like just open-hearted or when you really embrace those like qualities that make you you there's sort of like a magnetism about you starts to radiate and people start to understand as esoterical as that may sound that that's something that I'm starting to understand as we go through the conversation. Mm, I love that. I also would mention that actually right now when we are talking, it's our first time collaborating together since the one man show. Um, I'm getting emotional. Um, yeah, it's been a while. And I love that. I love creating art with you. And I guess I also get emotional because like I find you so interesting and so special. <laughs> that I'm like, oh my god, this is like the best interview ever because I get to interview my own star <laughs> so thank you and I love you thank you for being here doing our journey I know it's not always easy now you got me crying <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you for having me this was uh, refreshing to go over and really great to uncover it. And I, you're a great host. I, this is my first time really hearing you, and I feel you carried it very beautifully. So I appreciate it. And uh, 
keep embracing being weird and new management everybody <laughs> yes i'm just gonna mention one more thing that um this inspired me a lot in this title you gave this episode embracing being weird because i think that's my greatest challenge i always want to be perfect i want always want to sound perfect and be perfect and be perceived as perfect and it's really hard for me to let go um of this perfection idol and just be myself so thank you for reminding me this and i hope i carry that throughout um this uh, podcast and as the sessions will be unfold thank you i love you i love you too thank you that's it friends and family we are at the end of this episode i hoped it moved you in one way or another or made you think about your life with a little bit more openness or a sense of humor or a new perspective if this episode touched you or benefited you in any way please share that with others move the message forward we would love to hear from you as well feel free to reach out to me or to melvin via instagram or email also if you have ideas for me on whom you'd like me to interview let me know enjoy the rest of your day the rest of your week and take it easy see you in the next episode